0: The Talking Point on SAFM, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It is nine minutes after 11 o'clock. You are listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for for joining us. If you've just joined us, thank you so much for staying with us. In this hour, we're going to be speaking about President Ramaphosa's cabinet reshuffle that's coming. He's consulted with the Alliance partners, South African Communist Party as well as Cosatu uh, in uh, about this cabinet reshuffle. It's, it's, it's come quite too late, would you not say? I, look, th- there's a primary question here, and the primary question is, does our current political climate necessitate a cabinet reshuffle? Does the state of governance necessitate a cabinet reshuffle? If the answer to that is yes, then the secondary question is how long ago did it necessitate this? And why has it taken the president so long to act? President Ramaphosa has been described as indecisive, slow to act. A lot of his proponents call that caution, meticulous, considered, consultative. Those are the word cloud associations around him. Which is it? Is he cautious? Is he meticulous? Is he consultative? Or is he indecisive? Is he in a state of political paralysis? Can't possibly be, can it? I mean, he's got overwhelming political support within the ANC. It's reflected in the NWC, it's reflected in the NEC, and it's reflected in the now top seven of the ANC. So why? Why does it take President Ramaphosa so long to act? It's been the way he's run the country for a very long time. Why, for instance, has it taken so long to appoint a SABC board, for instance? Still no board. Think about when ESCOM had to have its board replaced. That took forever. Think about the fact that uh, typically what the president does in appointments, especially big appointments, he puts together a little consultative committee, usually a high-level panel of sorts, an advisory committee, a high-level advisory committee, uh, an interministerial committee, a task team of sorts. It then defers to parliament a little bit and the portfolio committee there and some sort of ad hoc committee has to reflect on it and only then does he apply his mind. But even then, it takes a while to apply his mind because he goes through three processes of legal advice before he acts and sometimes the legal advice doesn't sway in the political in his political favor and that paralyzes him even more from taking a decision what really is going on but then there's a th- then there's a third question and a very important question does the president currently have within the pool of options political actors who he can appoint to key ministries that will turn the picture around that have proven themselves to be effective and efficient, that have proven themselves to act with integrity, but have also proven themselves to not be stuck up in a, a, you know, analysis of paralysis, paralysis of analysis cycle that the president finds himself in. Do we have those? Does he have those options? Who are some of those options? By and large, the president really only will choose from the ANC. Within the NEC, within Parliament, members of Parliament, by and large, he will only choose from the SACP. Not many. I mean, there's Blade in the Monday, there's Buti Manamela. I don't know many, how many other, uh, uh, how many other uh, sort of options he has outside of that. Currently, I think the only minister in President Ramaphosa's cabinet who is not a member of the Tripartite Alliance is Patricia DeLille, Right? That was a surprise appointment to us. We know Cecil Zigalala is now a member of parliament. We know Paul Mashatile is a member of parliament. There's doubt about whether Paul Mashatile will become the deputy president. Some say he might be the minister of electricity, but it's all likely. It's in all likeliness that he will become the deputy president, given that David Mabuza, the current deputy president, wants out. What are your thoughts on this? I'd love to hear from you. 086-000-2032. Our guest who will be joining us very shortly. Samkele Maseko, SABC Senior Political Reporter, as well as Dr. Ntekelele Breakfast, who's a Senior Lecturer at the Department of History and Political Science at the Faculty of Humanities at Nelson Mandela University out in Tlubeja. Um It is quarter past 11. We're going to take a quick break. I want us to also just have a listen at Musima <laughs> uh, on the ESCOM looting crisis. Have a listen at this
1: as a whistleblower he must be compelled by law to come and name the people it's like if i know a crime is taking place i can't sit back and just in conjunction men- not mention names people must come and be accountable and if praveen godhan also knows he must do so furthermore i'll be pairing the cabinet minutes that whether this matter was discussed in cabinet or not so we get to the bottom of corruption i it's ultimately as the beginning of state capture you'll remember I raised it in Parliament I then proceeded to write to the public protector we had a state capture Commission today begins the journey. trust me this is the beginning of a long battle that we will fight against this particular executive who have failed to keep the lights on but worse than that it's not that they've failed to keep the lights on now they themselves are now acting against the interests of the people of this country Mr Maimani do you think he should still come to parliament even though he is now resigned to come and give the kind of evidence that you are
0: um, asking him to do here at the police station
1: what parliament ought to do is to effectively establish an ad hoc committee in this regard and what in that instance if it doesn't fall under the ambit of the uh, pub, uh, the, the 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 committee task ...by the Ministry of Energy and that portfolio committee. And Mr. De Reiter can be subpoenaed to come to that. But it can't just be Mr. De Here, yeah, Parliament seeks political accountability. Mr. Gordon must appear. Mr. Mantashe must, must must appear. And so should the President. The first question the President must answer... ...when he comes for the question and answer session... ...is what did he know? He can't just sit on the sidelines... whilst South Africans are sitting in stage six... So therefore that committee must be tasked with supineering those individuals but ultimately what the criminal process is to do, it must go interview Mr. Dereta so that he furnishes the police with an appropriate affidavit that goes from there. Mr. Mamani you've come to this police station many times over the years in various
2: political guises. How much faith do you have that the police is going to do what you're asking of them?
1: I think naturally as we began even with the State Capture Commission if we had other avenues to report a crime i would do so but the south african law compels me to come to a police station so i must begin here and then next i must go to a court and then i must deal with the processes as laid out in law for me so therefore if the police fail to act here we will force them to act we will take accountability on this issue but i'm afraid they are the door of first call and that's why we're
0: here today. But, Mr. That is Musimamani outside the poli- a police station somewhere in the Western Cape opening a case uh, against what he refers to as the ESCOM looters. He's formally opening a case and will be pursuing legal action against the ESCOM looters. Mani, you know that, We're going to take a short little break. On the other side of this, I've got uh, Kele Maseko, SABC Senior Political Report on the line, as well as Lea Tontova political analyst, as well as lecturer at the Central University of Technology. SAFM leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM talking point. You're listening to the talking point. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for joining us. Sam am Maseko, SABC Senior Political Report. Uh, Sam, good morning. A
3: very good, uh, good morning to you, uh, Oliver, and to the listeners as well.
0: Yeah, let's start. here. The president met this past weekend with his uh, political alliance partners, SACP as well as COSATO. Uh, They clearly want positions in, in, in this. Does the president have support coming out of that meeting? Have you spoken to any of the alliance partners who were present in that meeting about what their feelings are coming out of that meeting?
3: We have spoken to some of the alliance partners. It's not yet clear what is their feeling when it comes to the pending cabinet reshuffle. We do know that they want uh, the SACPS national chairperson, played and demanded, to be retained in cabinet. They do want the likes of Thulasinzi retained as well, and also for a younger generation for a transitional leadership to be infused with the likes of David Masondo, who's also in the top echelons of the SACP, to still be kept in within the cabinet of President Sarah Mabosa, whether he's minister or continues as deputy minister of finance within the country. We do know as well that one of the reasons that the cabinet reshuffle has been stalled is not because of the issue pertaining to uh, to the consultation with alliance partners, but it is on the virtue that the government and the ANC is wanting to send the Minister of Finance, which is in a, to be a fully-fledged Member of Parliament, as you understand that currently the President has exhausted the issue of appointing up to three people whom are non-members of the who are, whom are non-members of parliament into the executive of the country you've also you, you currently have Tembinka Diming, who's the deputy minister of COCTA. she's an she's not a member of parliament yeah you also have ibrahim patel, patel who's also not a have,
0: member of parliament yeah
3: and you have the Minister of Finance, Inok Kotowane, who is not a member of Parliament. So, Inok Kotowane has to be made a member of Parliament this week in order for the President to be a- able to appoint the Minister of Electricity when he announces the cabinet because currently he's exhaust is yeah. exhausted that leeway of three people that he has. He has to open up space with Inok going in to be the member of Parliament to open up that space for that minister of electricity to be announced in the cabinet reshuffle in the pending days mm-hmm. to
0: that effect. Uh, you, you know, you know, Godonguan is a good example to speak about here. It was understood at the time of his appointment that he was a, a transitional a temporary fix because, uh, you know we couldn't find really a permanent finance minister at the time it wasn't the case uh, that he was going to stick around long enough after titomboweni titomboweni had long asked to be let go of right and finally the president let go of him uh, but couldn't find uh, a suitable replacement other than inok godongwana at the time does it seem like Enoch godongwana has gas in the tank to go a full term
3: is definitely going to be finishing this term as the Minister of Finance within the country if nothing else comes to disturb those plans of the President of the Republic of South Africa and the President of the ANC and the ANC Government of the Virtue that he's a former head of the ANC's Economic Transformation Subcommittee and that gives him the political leeway and that he's also yeah. a member of the ANC NEC and he's also part of the ANC's National Working Committee which gives him the issue the the issue of him becoming that Minister of Finance within the country and going on to essentially be a member of parliament now shows that they, they are serious as the governing party of making him finish the entire five years within the executive of the country.
0: Is there any clarity on the stage on the fate of President Ramaphosa's political detractors who are currently in his cabinet? People like Lindewe Sisulu, uh, people like Nkosa Zanatla Minizuma, is it, is it clear at this stage whether or not they will be retained?
3: It's not clear whether who will be retained, who will be chopped, but what is clear is that the likes of Natim Tetra, who have lost political support within the ANC, who are no longer within the NEC of the governing party, who are not seen where they stand when it comes to the issues of factional battles within the African National Congress. Their futures are in the line. The likes of and Zanadamini Zuma, who openly defied the ANC conference with the ANC uh, decision to back President Sir Ramaphosa against the Section Section 89 report. They are also on the firing line. The likes of Lindewe who spoke openly against the President in the run-up to the 55th National Conference. That uh, should tell you that uh, they their heads, their political futures hangs in the balance. The political supporters of President Cyril Ramaphosa want to see those particular individuals fired within the executive mm-hmm. of the country, which also brings into question those whom have been sworn in as members of parliament. Where does the ANC or the president place the likes of the likes of Paxtao? Where do they place the likes mm-hmm. of Siklazigalala, who is a former MC in KwaZulu Natal, and Parkstad? Obviously, it's obvious that Paul Machatile is going to be the deputy president of the country. That writing is on the wall. You cannot question that. So those are those things that will be deliberated upon. And also, who becomes the minister of transport when Figile Mbalula leaves office in this cabinet reshuffle because he has to be full-time at Luthuli house
0: Mm-mm. It, it seems at the stage Sam early rumors if you if you listen to you know the political corridors that Sitle Zegalala is likely, likely to become the minister of Cocktail a lot of people are saying uh, that means that Mkosazanat Lamini Zuma will no longer be the minister of Cocktail. is there is there any logic to that shift
3: what we do know is that Sefezi Galala seems to be in the good books of President Cyril Ramaphosa. He seems to see him as one of those who have a bright future when it comes to the political imaginations, imaginations and also issues of pertaining to governance should the ANC retain power. He is one of those whom are largely favoured at this point in time, but we can't say that he is going to be taking over the, the issue of cooperative governance and traditional affairs currently held by Dr. Dlamini Zuma, because you also have the likes of Pakstao. You also have the issue of the ANC Women's League saying, if you take out a woman, you must replace that woman with another woman, yeah. which also places the likes of Tembin uh, to have a promotion and be the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. You also have the likes of Nogutle Kabane who can also be promoted to be a fully-fledged minister as opposed to being Gwede De- Mantashe's Deputy Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy. So the president has got that conundrum to contend with that the Women's League is saying you take out a woman, you put in a woman, yeah. especially since you've got Mar- Marupino Romohokpa, who is the first second deputy general secretary of the ANC, who is also now a member of parliament yeah. and has to be given a senior government role on the virtue that she is also in charge of monitoring and evaluation on behalf of the African National Congress. That was kind of... A weird move, right?
0: Because the idea has always been that if you worked in the SGO of the ANC, that you will not participate in government.
3: That has always been the ANC tradition over the years. But of course, with the ANC losing power and also the ANC, having issues pertaining to their finances, being in the doldrums, they have to contend with a possibility that they can no longer afford to have a bloated staff at Lutuli House which come at a hefty retainer like that you had with Malusikikawa, Colin Mahine, with Dakota Lehuete, where you had to give them cabinet equivalent remuneration as to that of cabinet ministers, as well as the secretary general himself, who gets paid to an equivalent of a minister. Then you also had the likes of the treasurer general, also full-time at Luchuli House, who also comes at a hefty retainer to be at Luchuli House. There was even a proposal at some stage to amend the constitution of the governing party to make sure that the treasurer general of the ANC is also not full-time and is able to have a bit of weight and be a cabinet minister as well, to have weight when they speak to industry players and to investors whom can look into donating some monies into the African National Congress. But also it also comes at a virtue that it is the ANC itself that said that they need the second Deputy General Secretary in order to further strengthen Luchuli House. So I found it a bit odd now that they are sending Marupine Ramahopa to government, but it all boils down to the issue of finances at Luchuli
0: house. Yeah. Give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this conversation. Uh, you can also give us a WhatsApp send us a WhatsApp voice note on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. just another one, Samgele. So is there anything we can tell about non ANC aligned political actors in parliament that may make it into the cabinet? Patricia Delore was a big surprise for us at the start of this term. Um is 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 there any such surprises that may hit us this time around?
3: There's not going to be major surprises that may hit you this time around, but what you can certainly expect is that the ANC will, through this cabinet reshuffle will also be preparing for what may happen in the 2024 general election of a possible coalition. I don't see the president dropping Patricia Lille. She's not been a thorn against the ANC-led government. She's not been a thorn against the ANC caucus and the ANC generally in parliament. The good party has, in a retrospect, been very supportive of the ANC led administration on the virtue that their leader patricia deloo is a member of cabinet but also they on the section 89 report decided to abstain and not vote for its adoption in parliament breaking away from other political parties within parliament that should give you an indication of the relationship that uh, the governing party has with the good party
0: yeah I'm taking your calls zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. I'm taking your WhatsApp voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. I'm in conversation uh, with Samkele Maseko as well as Lieto Ntoba. You can be a part of this conversation. What do you make of the impending
2: Good morning Ola, Lugman, Cape Town For me, Oliver, if the president is putting South Africa first, the interest of this beautiful country, if you want to swing this around, if you want to fix this mess, you will appoint the best. Of the best, of the best in his cabinet, irrespective of who he is or, or what the affiliation, or even 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 in the cabinet. But like you said, there must be only three non-executives. But the best of the best—that is what we want. We don't want long stories. We want the best of the best to fix this mess. But yeah, uh, in the end, a part of the ANC. Eh? Thank you.
3: Hi, morning, Oliver and your team. Flores here from the Western Cape, Oliver. This reshuffle of the ANC, and I mean specifically the ANC It's just like moving furniture around in your house It is still there, it's just in another room Or hidden behind something else, so yeah For me, it doesn't matter who he takes away and replace with It's just, yeah, have a good job, bye
4: Hi Oliver i think the president is just not serious about running this country he is very indecisive doesn't want to take action doesn't want to appoint anything he's not that consultative he's just weak he's a weak man
0: elieto ntoba uh, who's a political analyst as well as a lecturer at the central university of technology now joins us Lieto, I, is, is it a cosmetic exercise, cabinet reshuffle, especially this upcoming one?
4: Um, it, it's not cosmetic for the ANC, but for the citizen, it is largely cosmetic because the time at which the person who's being reshuffled into a position would have to execute um doesn't seem fair for them with the expectations that the people have especially in many of the positions, no matter who you reshuffle, you're looking at a, a person who's going to come into the expectation of having to change four or five years of rot or even more than five years of rot and turn a department around in a couple of months. And so it's cosmetic for the South African, right? But on the side of the ANC, it's a power consolidation exercise um, to depend on what happens. And it will show you um, that they're depending on what happens next year in the election.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Do, do you think they, they are sufficiently worried about that? They're very, very worried about that. But the problem with the ANC is they're not on, always worried about one thing, right? So um, just to show you anecdotally what is happening in the free state currently after the premier um has resigned, Everyone is worried about the state of the free state. But before they worry about that, everyone is worried about where they will land in the government before they worry about the people. right? And so that shows you the priorities of what ANC members put in front. They put themselves in front and then only do they start to worry about the portfolio. They don't go to the portfolio with a proposal of change and whatever, but they're just trying to get in um, and find themselves in a position of power.
0: Yeah, let me take some calls. Percy in Matlosana. Percy, good morning. Go ahead, sir. Good morning.
2: I uh, oh, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause,
0: I'm gonna pause you there. I'm gonna put you back. Let's see if we can get you on a better line. That line is terrible. Can't hear much. What's coming out there? Uh, Kabelo in Durban. Kabelo, good morning.
2: Hi, how are you, man? I'm
0: well. I'm well. So go ahead. Uh, uh.
2: A nice state is a state. State is not a peak or something. You call a it state, a state. But uh, that's fine. Uh, Oliver, I think uh, uh, the country is in a problem. Firstly, uh, we are in a train listing because of the ambassador of the money laundering, which is Cyril uh, Ramaphosa. That is why you see this thing is happening in our country. We say he's put our country in a big scandal. But now that is what is happening today. We are in a train listing because of him. He's the ambassador of the money laundering. Number two, uh, Olive. In terms of the reshuffling, reshuffling, uh, you know, it's just a, a formally, informally, what uh, activity. Hmm. He knows who to put there. He knows who he contacts first. He doesn't contact the ANC. It doesn't contact the HCCP. He contacts the capitalists, the funders of the kind, the funders of him before you reshuffle. So all this thing is just a show, or if it's not gonna help anyone, it's not gonna help you, it's yeah. not gonna help me. It didn't appoint to your board, to SAPC board for how many years? I mean, I mean for how many months?
3: Uh. It,
2: it, it's, it's a simple thing. Uh, Praveen Dan and Kodema Tash, they say why you keep them there?
1: Uh. Mm. Oh
2: now there is no shuffling here it's just to say okay you supported me in azrek you supported me there and there so i will put you there but my okay. part, my, my people they say i must not put you there put you there so unfortunately it feels our it is only thank you so much
0: thank you so much Gabriela. Percy, person matlosana it is your line better
2: yeah i think it's better, it's better. It's better. It's better. Ah, oh percy
0: that line is that line is not better it's at all
2: better.
0: there we go it's a little bit better now go ahead <laughs> Oh no no no! That's terrible. That's terrible. Let's see if we can fix that. Really do apologize for that. Later, just 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 to come back to this issue around the president's pool of options that exist. Is there a is there depth? You know, in the spring box they call it depth of squad <laughs> when you when you want to talk about selecting a <laughs> squad. Does, does is there depth of squad right now?
4: I I don't see it. I don't see a well of ideas within the ANC. Or maybe the SACP with their, um, you know, the way they allege that most of the policies come from them. But do we really have time for somebody who's going to come with a fresh SACP policy with, to implement it and turn around the department in, all, in the months that we have left? So even if you had the depth, right, the amount of time you're going to be given would negate that depth. So the person with depth should have been given the position to start with. And so the reshuffle now is just a consolidation of power. Because if if the depth was there, the person with the depth would have been wasted anyway. We, we, I think it would have been an even greater indictment on the ANC to say, yeah. the person with depth has always been there and you've just left them out.
0: Yeah. At at this point, do you think President Ramaphosa is nervous about it because he's worried about who will honestly be supportive of him and who might stab him in the back at a later stage? Do you think that's a real legitimate concern or does his overwhelming political support cover him?
4: Um, right now, I think he's very nervous about it because at the moment, that support is is in doubt, right? Even though we know he has a lot of support, But the question is, will that support push the ANC over the line like it has before? And that's the question that we have to answer, that he has to answer, him and his supporters. But as well, within those who are supporting him, there are those who seem like the knives are out for him. And if he messes up one more time or if he makes a simple slip-up, then somebody is going to take his place. And I think he has to consider all of those angles before he makes a single move. Because right now, even the SACP itself it's frustrated to a point where they could just try and, and go at it alone, right? Yeah. Because that's the current threat. But I think now it's really, really serious. It's, a, it's at a point where you need to appease them too.
0: Oh, Lieto, we seem to have lost you there on the on the WhatsApp line. Are you with us? Yeah, I'm still with you. Oh, there we go. So so another thing that, that seems to be of controversy and of contention here is the position of Minister of Electricity, which doesn't have overwhelming
4: political support. Yes, it, it wouldn't have overwhelming political support because the person you're going to put there must somehow then be somebody who's willing or who's able to out-muscle Pravin Godan and also bully around Gwede Mandasha, which are two, both, both of them are two very formidable characters in in the politics of the ANC, but that person must also come in there as a saviour type of person who's going to come and implement changes that would be felt directly because changes to ESCOM's policies and uh, and the electricity situation would need to be felt in less than two or three months. And so that person must come in with a whole lot of muscle but a whole lot of political support too, and I think it's going to be very difficult to navigate who that person is.
0: Is that person being set up or failure to abdicate the incompetence of Praveen Godan collectively with Gwede it, it
2: It
4: seems that way. that person is the sacrificial lamb to then say later, oh, no, if that person couldn't fix it, we'll fix it in the next cycle. So just elect us this time. We already have that position. We'll put in somebody <laughs> who will be
2: Because
4: that, that's the thing, right? Now you're not just making positions to, to have them there, but you're, you're making positions to show people, oh, we have the necessary guns and ammunition to fix this problem, just give us five more years, right? That, that would be the next argument for the ANC to say, we did put a minister of electricity there, even though Oliver couldn't execute, it was just because of time, we'll put Lieto there, and we think he'll execute in five years. Lieto, just a
0: meta-reflection on the last couple of years of President Ramaphosa's slow acting nature some say he's meticulous is thinking things through that he's applying his mind that he's cautious that he's consultative those that's what his proponents are saying and then his detractors are saying well this man is indecisive he's incompetent he's treating this country as a side hustle he has no ideas he has no backbone
4: which is it well if, if let's take what his proponents are saying, right, if he's methodical, if he measures twice and cuts once, then what, what measuring twice and cutting once means is efficacy, right? Yeah. That if you indeed do make the, the, the cut at some time, that that cut is going to be precision, but also it is going to be exact and is going to work as intended. And so whenever he has made a decision, it has not worked as intended, which means that there is a weakness even in that methodical nature of his. He's methodical, but the fault still exist even when he's thinking things through. So then it lends itself to the indecisiveness that President Ramaphosa did not think that the president position in South Africa has to do as much as it does. He thought that somehow as a leader of south africa people will coalesce around you with their skills like they do in a company and help you take things forward and so that is where he's failing that's why they they often keep asking the opposition to say but why aren't you coming to the party why aren't you bringing the solutions right that's what ronald amula said in the debates uh, around uh, the state of the nation address they actually ask the opposition to come and help them which is not what you do in a government You come with your own top guns that help you enact your policies as you put them down. By the time he puts policies down, the people around him are lethargic because they are prone to be lethargic anyway. And so as Mm. a leader, that shows a whole lot of weakness and not necessarily his methodical or well thought out nature. That argument is already dead because he seems not to be efficient even when he's trying to apply methods to the madness. Yeah, and to that uh, lethargy, is is the president going
0: to overcome it because he seems to be centralizing quite a bit of this cabinet functionary into his office? Cabinet is bloated, but it seems the union buildings is becoming bloated.
4: Yeah, but the issue is that um, even now, what you see with him centralizing, he assumes that the people he's centralizing the power with, right, would be those who are able to lift him and are ready for the job, but like I told you, the last place that he, cons- he consolidated his power is with Mkolisi Dukwana, in the Free State. Mkolisi on in on his plate right now, his power is not directly being lent to the president. What is do? What is? occupying his time is the infighting of the people every single person in the free state inside the ANC right now is leading the the renewal of the ANC and so each and every one of them wants a position on the on on, on the on the legislature and so that's that's the problem of the ANC the infighting yeah and the, and the and the back and the backstabbing takes precedence over the functions and the well-running of of the party in support of the president's policies. And so that will always then lead them to failure because the backbiting is going to happen for the next three months and what happens to the citizens of South Africa.
0: Yeah. Lieto, thank you so much for your time and really, really do appreciate it. Lieto, on top of a political analyst as well as lecturer at the Central University of Technology. Let's have a listen at one or two of these WhatsApp voice notes.
1: Good morning, SAFM. And to the listeners, it's Salvin Gamda from Durban. With regard to the cabinet reshuffle, I'd just like to inquire, would the ministers who do not meet their performance targets or the performance contracts, what penalties are accrued against
0: these ministers if they are moved around, or are they still given their performance bonuses? Thank you. Sakina Kamwendo interviewed last week on Morning Live uh, Minister Monli Kungubele, who is responsible (laughs) for tracking these monitoring and evaluations and testing it against the KPIs. Remember President Ramaphosa made them sign KPI uh, performance agreements? And Monli Kungubele could not give you an answer on the KPI performance of Praveen Godan. Could not give you an answer on the KPI performance of of Gwede Mandashi. Or even Anri It begs the question. Is monitoring and evaluation actually happening? That brings us to the end of the show. Commemorating Robert Sibukwe. Have a listen at this. <laughs>
2: Amajoni, Amajoni, I
1: say, A Amajoni,
2: Kamajone. Amajoni, 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 Africa. Amajoni, 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 Africa. Amajoni, 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 Africa. Amajone,
1: O
4: Sabo,
2: journey. Amajone, 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 Amajone,